Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. So, a happy, happy holiday for those of you celebrating. Uh, some are celebrating Easter, some Passover. Ramadan is coming, so uh, happy holiday to all of you. And um, it's quite beautiful to see your face on uh, the image on my screen, but it's more than an image. I already feel connected and I feel this warmth in my heart radiating seeing all of you, uh, our beautiful Sangha of, in Long Beach. We'll start with a 30-minute meditation. I will guide you. Uh, some people feel like they really like the support of the guidance, um, so feel free to leave the sound on. However, if you would like a silent meditation this morning, um, you can mute me or turn your volume down. And uh, the guidance that I'll be doing is really... Um, very classical, more Vipassana, where we're going through touch points, we'll focus on the breath, and we do a little bit of awareness of tension in the body on that. I, you've heard it variations before. So uh, finding a comfortable posture for yourself, and you can adjust your posture right now. Um, making sure that you're in a good alignment and your spine is erect and upright. Yep. And I'll ring us in and um, a beautiful, sweet, heartfelt thanks to everyone for um, arriving and keeping our Sangha alive through this time. Very precious, you know, very precious. If you like, you can close your eyes or maintain a soft gaze to your lap, the floor, whatever is right for you this morning. And I welcome you to take as many nurturing breaths as you like. And let's do this as a Sangha. We'll breathe in for five and out for a longer uh, exhale, maybe eight to 10 counts. Take a few breaths. Long exhale. bringing your awareness 
to the toes, the feet, your socks, shoes. Noticing that touch point of the soles of our feet to the earth. And if you like, you can even wiggle your toes or push down on your feet, allowing yourself to ground, to know and sense that the earth is actually supporting us as we make contact. The soles of our feet touch the earth. Moving your awareness to your sitting posture, noticing how the thighs, knees, buttocks, hip, low back make contact with the chair or the cushion you're sitting on. And giving yourself a moment to sense and feel the sense of touch of the body being held and supported by your chair or your cushion. And noticing the felt sensation of this. Perhaps there's heat, weight, pressure, tingling. The awareness of touch allows us to come into the present moment and to come into the awareness of the body. And if your, your back is leaning against the chair or the wall, just notice how your back makes contact, what it feels like to be supported. And take a moment to pay attention to your hands, where your hands are placed. They may be touching your lap or each other, sensing and feeling the energy of the hands. So we're bringing our full awareness to the body in sitting posture. And moving your awareness to the top of the head, the forehead. And sensing, checking in. Noticing the felt, the felt sense and the sensations in the forehead, 
around the eyes, the muscles around the eyes. The jaw and cheekbone, nasal cavity, the muscles around the mouth. And sometimes we hold our tension and stress in the face. So just knowing, noting whether tightness, tension is present. And using a nurturing breath, a deep breath to breathe into the muscles in the face, the forehead. Bringing in this sweet breath of energy. And if it's possible, on the exhale, softening, releasing any tension in the face. And if it's not possible this morning, just allowing it to be so. And moving your awareness to the neck, the back of the neck, the shoulders, another area of tension or stress. And breathing in some fresh energy, inviting you to breathe into the shoulders, the neck, the back of the head, and on the exhale, softening, releasing, allowing the shoulders to drop, the neck to soften. And at the same time, accepting the conditions that are here right now in the body, nothing needs to change. Allowing all the sensations, pleasant, unpleasant, neither pleasant or unpleasant, what's ever here, just knowing, noticing, being with. Moving our awareness to the area of the heart, the chest, opening, softening, in this moment, there may be a trace or even a strong sense of feeling emotion. And allowing ourselves to sense into, know and feel any emotion that arises. Perhaps there's joy at being with our beautiful group or 
sadness for all of the difficulty. There could be anger or irritation and what's ever here, we allow it to be known with a gentle, loving quality of presence. Also, knowing that thoughts come and go, the mind will think, will imagine, and take us away. And we allow that too, we accept that too. And every time we bring the mind back to the body, the breath, could be my voice for now, We're in practice. And no matter how many times this mind drifts off without judgment, coming back to the object, allowing ourselves to center again in the present moment. And awareness does its job. And there's, there's no judgment how many times this happens. No race. Nothing to do. We allow our body, our mind to relax and soften in this moment. And when you're ready, see where the breath is most present for you this morning. Maybe you're feeling the flow of air at the tip of the nostrils. Perhaps you can feel the diaphragm moving and the rib cage. Perhaps you're feeling the belly area, the abdomen expand on the inhale, contract on the exhale. Wherever the breath is most prominent for you, And we can allow this soothing, 
nurturing breath to anchor us into the present moment. into the body. By simply riding the breath like a wave, following the flow with awareness, touching this breath or hugging this breath with moment-to-moment -moment awareness. even taking time to know the soothing, nurturing sweetness of this breath. It's rhythm and flow. fully knowing and becoming friendly with the sensations of that inhale. And that very subtle, tiny moment where the inhale turns into an exhale. And using our awareness to ride that exhale all the way to its end. And it's common to lose awareness at the bottom of that exhale, which is okay. We come back. We come back over and over again. We rest in this kind awareness. Allowing the breath to be known. Even seeing the impermanent quality of the breath. Some breaths are longer. Some are shorter.
perhaps noticing how this breath breathes you no effort needed We return to the breath over and over again. Simply knowing there is a body and the body's breathing. And when this mind wanders away, like a stray puppy wanders very naturally, kindly, gently come back to the breath. The sensations in the body. and allow yourself to sense and feel the flow. of breathing. You can even use a label. You could say in on the in breath, out on the out breath. or use counting. One on the in-breath, one on the out-breath, and so on. 
whatever you need. And fully seeing even in this moment, the impermanence, sounds will come and go. Thoughts and images will come and go. Emotions will come and go. Body sensations will arise and change, even disappear. Really allowing softness to be here. Relaxation to be here. And any other emotions, whatever arises, we allow.
in the last few moments of our meditation together, I invite you to fully sense your body, sense your feet, your legs, your hands, your arms, your whole body. Allow awareness to fill the body. And take a moment to turn the heart towards appreciation for your effort, gratitude for this quiet space, for this moment, this half hour of all of us together, sitting in silence, breathing together, our goodwill towards each other and all beings. And when you're ready, you can slowly wiggle your toes, move your hands, slowly opening your eyes. And when you open your eyes, notice that you're looking and seeing. Notice that you're hearing. Allowing ourselves to hold the awareness even when we're looking and listening. So, welcome again. I, I can't describe how full my heart is in uh, seeing all of you on the screen. It's so sweet to be together virtually. And um, I invite you to take a minute, if you like, if you want to stand and stretch just for a moment before we begin the talk. There are too many to say hello and introduce yourself. We have over 40 people this morning, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we can't say hello individually. Too many, but we are saying hello with our heart. So take a moment to stretch a little and um, give yourself a breath or two, and then we'll start the talk. The um, lovely part about meeting this way is we have some children with us today, and that's always very sweet. I'm sure we have some pets too. <laughs> Hi. So um, the topic of the talk today is centering practices um, to benefit self and others. So if you've noticed, 
there is quite a bit happening in the world that we cannot control. We have absolutely no control over. And what we're learning um, in these current times is the one thing we have some control over, and some would be the key word, is our internal state. How we practice um, with our current conditions and our impact on the people around us, whether it's the ones we live with or the ones we're talking to on the phone or Zoom or in the markets when we go out or interfacing with essential workers. Um, and by using the gifts of our practice and allowing the gifts of our practice to work through us, we can be a benefit to ourselves and others in this very, very difficult time. So that's some good news. I'm reading in the media that, um, of course, more people are experiencing fear, depression, anxiety, stress. And of course, we are included in that number. It's only natural. There's also, and some of you can tell me if this is true for you, where we tend to be having very odd dreams, pandemic dreams. And, and uh, this could be true for you. I've, some of my friends have told me some very um, interesting dream scenarios. The truth is we're in a collective trauma of some kind. For some, it's way more difficult than for others. Um, today, I consider myself privileged. Two weeks ago, I... Joel and I uh, went through a very um, frightening experience with some health issues. It's um, to be expected. So we're really um, inviting ourselves, our community, to use our practice, what the Buddha has taught, what mindfulness teaches, to ground in this time, to become centered. So, so we want to ground and center, maintain a non-reactive state as best as possible, and walk through what we're going through, fully aware, with wisdom, with strength, with resilience, with our capacity for good judgment, um, to generate peace and calm with ourselves and our loved ones as much as possible, and to live from the heart so that others feel our kindness, our warmth, our caring, our compassion, and we feel it for ourselves. And these are all um, gifts of our practice. So we really want to encourage you to lean into your practice. One of the things Joel has said to me, and I hope I'm not embarrassing him through some of our health issues, how much the practice has meant to him to carry him through the scary times. He tells me over and over again uh, how grateful he is. And I feel the same way too. So um, here is a quote from Krishnamurti. He says, you can't make the breeze blow through your window, but you can open the window to allow the breeze in. So this morning we are going to open the window to allow the breeze in. And that breeze is the sweetness of the practices, the Buddhist teachings, the mindfulness practice. And so I'm going to share 
uh, some short practices that you've heard before. Nothing's new. Uh, you know, good stuff. There's nothing new. Um, so, um, so let's share some short practices together. And I hope that um, you will share your practice, what's working for you, um, or what you would like to have support with. Um, it's wonderful to hear from you. And yesterday we had a great Saturday sit with lots of people sharing. Um, Melissa was leading it and it was really lovely. And some of you shared wonderful things. Um, so the first one that I want to talk about is simply this, that um, one of the gifts of this time, this very tragic time, but there is a gift. There is more silence around us. There's more stillness. Cars are not in the street. The neighbors are quieter, maybe not in your house if you have children or lots of people living with you, but many of us have a lot more silence available. Things aren't moving so much. There aren't planes in the sky and, you know, uh, don't hear the highway, right? And so this is an invitation to drop into the silence around you. As a matter of fact, practice one. I'm going to stop. Just sense and feel the silence in front of you and the stillness to the sides of you, behind you and underneath you. Yeah, Ajahn Sumedho uh, has written beautifully about the sound of silence. There's a sound of silence, and that sound can pull you in. So we can lean into the silence and use the silence. And one way the silence is helping me personally is that when I make contact whether it's the phone or FaceTime, Zoom, through social distancing or with loved ones. There's more awareness. I can sense that flutter in the heart. I can sense that opening in the heart, this, ah, oh, darling, you're here. We're connecting. So one practice, a very brief practice that I recommend is allow the silence to lead you to the flutter of the heart. Sometimes that flutter is compassion and warmth. Sometimes it's kindness, right? Sometimes it's just pure love. What's the texture? What's the flavor? Sometimes it feels like a beautiful big watermelony red on a hot sunny day. Oh, I see your face. Sometimes it's just this beautiful, caring, heart-opening space. May you be well. May you be happy. Are you well? You know, sometimes it's a grocery worker or an Amazon delivery person or the mailman, right? Compassion, care, gratitude. So one of the opportunities of this crisis, you know, it's opportunity crisis is that we are sensing and learning deeper connections 
with others through the heart that are not um, so um, superficial, you know, we're, we're not seeing in person or not just making polite conversation. We're connecting in the heart through the body in a much deeper way. And we're sensing and feeling each other as a field in a much deeper way. In this way, we're learning the unity that we have, that we are more one than not. So the connection to each other is so much more meaningful and deeper. And the heart is engaged. There's a gratitude that um, I'm connecting with you in this moment and this moment counts. I'm here with you fully. It really counts. I can tell you that my moment now, our moment, looking at all of you will warm my heart for the entire day. It will give me the strength of going on. I know I'm not alone. And this challenges the loneliness and the sense of aloneness. Opening our heart to everyone in this way, we don't feel so alone. One of my uh, meditation friends, actually she's not a meditation friend, she's a diamond approach friend, and um, she has a small group that meditates in the morning together. They just sit quietly and they don't say much. They read a poem, they leave. But she she lives alone and she says how she's carried by that, just that, through the day. So that's one practice. Pause. Sink into that feeling, savor your connection with others. And as we savor, we can feel the qualities that arise from the heart, calm, ease, strength. But there's also in our week, the waves that come of very strong emotion. Have you had them? I've had anger. I've had anger touching on rage, sometimes from some of the things I hear from government and news um, or lack of health care. Um, there was a report on the inequality in um, poor communities and minority people of color. Outrageous. I should be angry. I don't want a society that gives less to people because they're a different race or color. It's not acceptable to me. So the feeling of anger, outrage arises, sadness arises, worry, concern, fear. And mindfulness teaches, like Rumi says, we have to welcome these visitors. They're visitors, they're coming, and we must welcome them. When I allow myself to fully experience my anger in the body, sometimes I move with it and I act it out and I move and I stomp. I really feel it. I'm not in denial. I let it rip. I don't run from it because underneath that anger is an energy of strength, of justice. 
You know, it makes me want to do my part to change it. Or I can feel the strength of getting through. It's allowing the feeling leads me to feel the coarse energy through that body that I can manage and use in service of myself and others. So I don't run. Um, the sadness, as I allow myself to feel and sense it, I can also feel the compassionate heart that wishes for the wellness of all beings on every continent, everywhere. May everyone on every continent, everywhere, get medical supplies, help, care. May they be healthy, have clean water and food. I can feel my oneness with all. So the sadness leads me to sense and connect with everyone in the heart, and yet to know the limitation of what I can do as one being. There's just so much, yeah. But I want to talk about the fear because I find the fear so interesting uh, if, of an emotion. First of all, fear is justified. Things are changing rapidly and things are uncertain. And it's normal to feel the fear. And I'm sure many of you have felt it. I've had those moments. But I want to talk about what's interesting about the fear. Um, what I find interesting about the fear is that generally what I'm doing when I'm fearful is I'm projecting into the future and I'm telling a story about the future, right? And it's a scary one. Uh, I have a worry that I'm projecting out. The other thing that I'm doing when I'm in fear is uh, that I am trying to control something that I can't control. I can't control whether the food I want will be at the market. I can't control how people are going to pay their rent. Uh, there's a lot we can't control. So this issue of control comes up. Uh, you know, just the uncertainty. And here's where the practice, the wisdom practices can support us through that, which is that um, we can, when we find ourselves thinking about the future and having scenarios that are scary, we can come back to the fact, the truth is there's, we don't know. We only know now, this moment. That's all we've ever had. We can't know. We don't know. So we really, really, really can rest in don't know mind. And that's what I've been doing is saying, don't know. I just know here and now. Don't know. Don't know. Now, if the fear is related to something I need to attend to, whether it's rent, food, um, getting help for a medical issue, I can attend to that, but I can attend to it from the next right step, the next necessary task, and not get into the story and fantasizing and letting my head ruminate. Just next right thing, next right thing, next right thing. What's next? What's next? With compassion and with love. 
Now, I want to read a quote from Hafiz on this, um, but I want to say, well, before I, 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 I do that, I want to say also um, with fear, the body may be going into fight, flight, or freeze. So I do try to take long breaths, feel my feet ground into the earth, and I also use a compassionate hug from the trauma resilience work that I've learned and a little tapping. And so if you're really feeling that fear, give yourself that hug and the tapping. Some people find that very soothing. Yeah, I see some of you doing it. Yeah, you could also do that on your lap and you could teach the children to do that because you're using the body to calm the automatic nervous system. Long exhales, grounding into the earth, feeling and rocking on the feet, uh, doing a body scan in the moment for what's pleasant or unpleasant. All these, that's right. And I see Anne doing the tapping. You can do tapping like this, yeah? So uh, there are things you can do to calm the nervous system down. And I give you permission to calm your nervous system down, right? Take care of the body. Uh, try not to use alcohol, <laughs> but if you have to have a glass, never mind. All right. So um, I want to read the quote by Hafiz. It's a simple one, but it's not a judgment, but one I've been using when I go into fear or I have fear thoughts um, about just this world, this poor world and the suffering. Um, and here's the quote. He says, uh, fear is the cheapest room in the house. I would like to see you living in better conditions, right? I'll read it again. Fear is the cheapest room in the house. I would like to see you living in better conditions. So I've been softly and compassionately, gently telling myself when the fear arises, because I'm thinking about what's going to happen next and who's vulnerable, to uh, remind myself that I can... Um, go from uh, the basement to a room with a view and sunlight. You know, I deserve better conditions. Not judgmentally, I just, it's an invitation to look for the view. And the way I look for the view, sometimes, yes, look out in the garden at nature and see the beauty of nature, but the view is also inward. We drop the world to feel the peace internally of the breath, the body, and spacious awareness. We can't just live on the news and the external world. There's that balance between the peace of the internal world meeting the facts of the external world. So the view is often inward. So one other practice in order to uh, get out of the cheap room of fear is a practice that I'm going to share with you now. Um, that I, I have felt, um, and I'm going to find it on my iPad, so give me a moment. Yeah, is a, very much expressed by um, the, poem, the poet David White, and I want to thank Bonnie for um, always bringing in her David White poems. Is she here? Yeah. And uh, she's a, a lover of David White poetry, and she's made me a lover of David White poetry. Um, and this one is called Everything is Waiting for You. And it's one of the um, poems that I've been reflecting on 
to uh, get into the room with a better view when things are difficult. And I'll read it to you. We'll post it and you can also listen to the poet reading it. He's put it on social media and there's audio all over the internet. It's a lovely poem. So I hope you enjoy it. Your great mistake is to act on the drama as if you were alone, as if life were a progressive and cunning crime with no witness to the tiny hidden transgressions. To feel abandoned is to deny the intimacy of your surroundings. Surely even you at times have felt the grand array, the swelling presence and the chorus crowding out your solo voice. You must note the way the soap dish enables you or the window latch that grants you freedom. Alertness is the hidden discipline of familiarity. Familiarity, The stairs are your mentor of things to come. The doors always have been there to frighten you and invite you. And the tiny speaker in the phone is your dream ladder to divinity. Put down the weight of your aloneness and ease into the conversation. The kettle is singing even as it pours you a drink. The cooking pots have left their arrogant aloofness and see the good in you at last. All the birds and creatures of the world are unutterably themselves. Everything is waiting for you. So with mindfulness practice and with savoring, and sensing, noticing the pleasant, in this silence, our world becomes much more alive through our sense doors. And the gratitude, our appreciation that's here can be known and noted. The kettle is singing to you. Yeah? The birds are singing to you. Your footsteps are singing to you the simple things that we have not even noticed or looked at in our home are offering their warmth, their protection. The sensory awareness that we, we can drop in the moment and fully appreciate what we do have right now. I was listening to an interview with Margaret Atwood yesterday or the day before, and um, she grew up kind of in an outback. She's a writer. Many of you have, of course, um, read her wonderful books, her amazing books. So she grew up in the outback and she says um, for her, being alone in silence is kind of normal. But for many of us, we live totally engaged in the world. We're out with friends, we're in activities, we're working, and we're used to our homes being places to drop our things and to sleep. Yeah? And um, this is an opportunity to find your practice in your home. We're on retreat. And in retreat, we, we sense and feel our footsteps, um, cooking, chopping, eating, washing the dishes, sweeping or vacuuming, puttering in the garden, wiping the surface of the table. All of this can be done with mindful presence, being fully in the moment which allows us to really live here and now. 
So I will post the poem and I invite you to read the poem and even talk back to the poem, you know, write to the poem. What is it that sings to you in your home, in your daily life? I agree with David White, the kettle really sings to me. And that yellow mug is like sunshine in the morning and chopping vegetables is very sweet right now. Even feeling the warmth of the blankets in the bed, grateful to have a bed, you know? Grateful to have a bed, grateful to have clean sheets, grateful there's hot water, grateful there's food. Grateful there's electricity and a comfy chair to watch whatever show we're all binging on, right? <laughs> Not fully on retreat. Anyway, um, so let's, I'll end the talk with a short meditation. And um, you can do this standing or sitting. But I invite you to either close your eyes or soft gaze. Just taking a moment to turn inward. And feeling the support of the ground, the strength in your body. See if you can focus on your eyes, softening your eyes, allowing the eyes to roll back in that eye socket and relaxing the eyes all the way at the back of the eyes. And with this quiet, soft smile or gaze, Calling up gratitude, warmth, gratitude for the food we've had this week, for the people risking their health delivering this food. For the fire that warms the kettle, for cooking, and whatever else comes up for you, clean clothes, warm bed, technology, virtual hugs. flowers in the garden and around our neighborhood, a roof to cover us from the rains.
that warm blanket that held you on those chilly, rainy nights this week. Maybe it was something simple as the lemon in your tea. Feeling this gratitude in the heart. And knowing fully the deepest wish for everyone on this planet. To have shelter, housing, food and water. And feeling the gratitude and care fill the body. This moment too is a precious, precious moment. So um, we'd like to open this up for sharing. Um, Don will unmute you and uh, help find you. You can raise your hand or you can put your hand up in the chat box. And um, we'd love to hear from all of you. It's wonderful to have um, a number of people sharing you can share how the practice is supporting you what you're grateful for something that's difficult whatever comes to mind um, you can read a poem or something you wrote just keep in mind there are 40 people here so we want to get as many people to share as possible we will have some meta at the end and i'll explain that a little more and then don and i will invite you on saturday the way we've ended the sit is for those of you who would like to sit in silence for 15 minutes more after we close, um, I'll just be sitting. Don and I will be sitting in silence um, and you're welcome to join us. It's been a very sweet way to end uh, the sit. So Don, do you want to open it up for sharing? And uh, please raise your hand either through the chat box or you know, like this. Physically raise your hand. If you physically raise your hand, hold it up for a minute because I have to scan multiple pages to find you. Um, uh, You can also, there's a raise hand button in the participants window that will signal me in the chat window that you've got your hand raised and then I I will acknowledge. There's a question, Wendy, where where are you going to post the poem? Will it be on Facebook or um, in the uh, newsletter? I'm going to post it in Facebook and on um, in the newsletter. And uh, you can actually, um, this poet has a video of himself in his kitchen reading it. That's lovely. And I'll try to find it and get that to you. So... Um. Okay. And Lars has his hand raised. I'm going to unmute you now, Lars. Okay, you're unmuted. Hi, uh, this is Kelly. 
um, use Lars. Hi. Um, so I wanted to share a, a couple times the book When Things Fall Apart has been brought up, um, which I read before all of this earlier in the year. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good book. Uh, yeah, everything's fine now. Um, <laughs> and then a couple months later, I was like, oh, yeah, time to read the book again. So uh, I started a virtual book club. Um, if you want to read it with me, uh, I'm on the second chapter. And I just wanted to invite all of you to join. Um, if you look on Facebook, it's called Open Heart Virtual Book Club. So, uh, and then if you want to like just read a chapter and then um, on Fridays, I'm having a Zoom meeting to, to come together. So if um, it's been really good so far, if you think that's something that you want to do, just search Open Heart Virtual Book Club on Facebook. And thank you for the meditation. Thank you. It's great seeing everybody. I miss you all, uh, but this is the next best thing. So this is really nice. I, I made this comment yesterday, but I'll make it again because it's more of a different group. But uh, before COVID-19 and, and us all being locked in place, I had plans and I had a schedule that all went out the window. And so I said, great, this is a great time for a meditation retreat. And then things changed and that all went out the window. Uh, and I realized that this holding on, this attachment to whatever is different from reality is a great opportunity to practice. And so I have relinquished my new schedule and I'm now realizing it's important just to to be with whatever comes. And so thank God for this practice. It makes us suffer a lot less uh, because we're, we're able to let go more quickly of, of whatever our attachments are. I hope, I hope we all can let go of whatever is causing us to suffer. Thank you. Okay, hi everybody. Okay. Uh, yeah, great to see everyone. Lots of love. Um, can you see this okay? What I'm holding. So, uh, art and craft projects help me a lot. Um, the short story of this piece, um, the panda image I made last year at the Sawdust Arts Festival in Laguna Beach with the help of um, the a teacher who was helping us with Chinese calligraphy. Um, and then a few weeks ago, um, I decided to make a collage. Um, so it's a, it's a metal kind of heart shape. I made the flower clippy and it all came together. And I took some of the wisdom from Wendy and Casey's talks the last several Sundays, all about taking refuge in the heart. This piece is called, there's a little sign down here pandemonium, crazy times, but taking refuge in the heart because we all in some ways are feeling isolated and separate from everything. We're really not alone, but we may feel that way, but taking refuge in the heart, coming back to the place of truth, to our breath, the present moment. And just also for me, uh, staying close to nature really helps. Um, and uh, yeah, just remembering our practices 
and uh, you know, gratitude for all these tools to help us. So it's one of the share that. So yeah, I Thank love you. your uh, creativity. Mindia, it's just so lovely. And I'm so happy you post it and share it with everyone. Uh, and, and I think everyone else is um, appreciating it too. The um, oh, It's great. A great that to to feel how everybody can use creativity to express what's going on. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for inspiring the all to come together. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Linda, you're on. Oh, you've been seeing me hold my little precious one. Uh, she's, she's aging now. Uh, she's nearly blind. She's deaf and she's, uh, worried somewhat. Maybe she's just worried about our life. I don't know, but I have had the blessing of, she loved your voice, Wendy. She just was here <laughs> listening to that. So happy. And, um, Boy, I have to slow down and pet her a lot while she's here. And I'm in my uh, my sanctuary, which is my yoga room, my meditation room, my workout room. Nobody can come in here. Actually, anybody can come in here. But um, I have a big picture of my mother. And I thought of her today as just the most precious being. Mm. And, um, you know, this is the room where I find my refuge. And uh, I think we can all do that, really. I think we're all capable, every one of us. We all have it in us, our natural goodness and kindness and gratitude, like Wendy was talking about. I feel more grateful. I feel happier. I feel deeper. I feel better in some ways, a little off balance in others. It's all coming together. And I think we can all do that. And I love you all. Thank you. Hi, guys. Um, <clears throat> so good to see your faces. Um, I, too, like everybody, has uh, been up and down with this thing. Um, one of the things I want to share real quick is that one of the things that I have found extremely uh, stressful and agitating are all these um, conspiracy theories and um and so i went on this line with this other group yesterday and they didn't know i was having this experience and they ended the group with this poem and i just want to read it to you in case anybody else is having issues with this um okay so bear with me i'll read it as quickly as i can it's not too long if you believe this virus is spread human to human, the antidote is building the immune system with eating plants, natural medicines, and sitting in nature alone, or with, with immediate family soaking up vitamin D and sunshine. If you believe this virus is symptoms of 5G exposure, then the antidote is sitting in nature connecting to Mother Earth, building your immunity with eating plants and nature and, and natural, <clears throat> natural medicines. Submerge yourself in water and dirt. If you believe this is all a hoax and you just need to sit back while Q saves us all, then the answer is sitting in nature, build a garden for the new earth, commune with God, eat, uh, eat plants and natural medicines, <clears throat> 
that strengthens your connection and open your channel to the new earth frequency. Ascend with her. If you believe the economy is collapsing and authoritative dictatorship is imminent, the most radical thing you can do is protest, is build a garden, releasing dependency on the system. If you believe that Mother Earth is mad at us and purging the human race, the answer is to go outside and listen, build a garden, align with her. The answer is always nature, always. We do not have to argue about the why. The antidote is obvious. Alignment with the mother, with our source of nurturance, remembering everything we use and need comes from her. Give thanks, humble, slow down, observe, listen. Thank you. I want to practice to speak on Zoom. <laughs> no, great seeing everyone. So beautiful that we can do this, actually. Um, yeah, I actually realize I'm I'm starting to become attached to this situation, not so much about the pain that people feel, but about the slowing down of society, the peace, the quiet. I kind of dread almost going back to a, so to speak, normal, uh, even though I just realized, you know, sitting here with you today, that that's just another attachment. Um, uh, but I do realize the fear of going just back to what it was, because I hope that we as a as the world, because all the countries pretty much have gone through it, most of the countries uh, can um, can learn from it, and uh, many of the countries <laughs> probably really need to learn from it, uh, like not in a conspiracy kind of way, uh, <laughs> um, like um, just from an emotional, psychological, social, environmental uh, perspective. It's a political perspective. Um, so anyway, I just thought I'll share that with you, just kind of speaking out what comes to my mind here right now. But anyway, so good to see everyone. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that um, if your doctor is not seeing anyone and you can't get appointments and you can't get in and you don't want to go to ER or urgent care because you don't want to get sick but you've got this backache or earache or whatever, um, there's a free medical clinic at Long Beach City College and there's doctors there, nurses there where you take your temperature. They have two tents, one if you think you've got COVID and they do uh, screening for testing and the other one for any other possible medical complaint refills of prescriptions, anything that you might need. And it's totally free and it's open every day from nine till six. Um, and it's at Long Beach City College in the parking lot of PCH in Orange. So come by and say hi. Okay. Hi. Um, just, I wanted to say hello to, um, to everyone and really just to, um, express my appreciation for um, like the ability for all of us to come together for um, the leadership, you know, that our teachers have, have um, taken on and um, share with us and with me in particular. Um, I, in a way, I don't feel highly impacted by what's going on, but I know, you know, I know people who are, I just live maybe in a smaller world. I kind of keep 
um, I, uh, you know, I enjoy my silence and I enjoy, um, you know, being on my own and, um, and yet I need to be connected and I want to be, um, connected with others and I am, but I find this, um, kind of Sunday morning experience just, um, so calming and so, uh, encouraging and it, it fills me up so that when I do like interact with others who are really struggling, I, I come from a different kind of perspective. I don't know. I have, um, I'm very aware of, uh, like my sense of hope most of the time. And, um, and this meeting, um, just contributes to that in wonderful ways. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you, Lori. Good to hear from you. So I would like to um, move into the meta in our group. And um, on Saturdays, we've been doing the meta a little differently. And uh, what we do is we create a circle of caring, we call it. I think we're calling it a circle of caring, where we invite you to unmute yourself and say the name of anyone you're worried about or concerned about. You can put yourself in this circle, your family. Um, so if you have a person who's ill, um, we have a family member who has COVID now and is on a respirator. So I will put his name in the circle, Gary and his wife Shoshona, who also has it. And Gary is fighting for his life. So any good meta you can send will be appreciated. But um, you can put anyone in that you are concerned with. You can put planet, countries, groups of people, first responders, but I'd like to do this now because it gives us a chance to hear each other and hear our voices. So I invite you to unmute yourself and uh, say the name or a group or whatever comes Never to comes. mind. My mother, who's in long-term care. My sister, Joey, who's a nurse, and all the other health care workers. All moms having babies right now. Mm. My boyfriend's father, who's currently dying. To our uh, Asian-American friends who are um, have increased exposure. I have a friend who recently got a taste of that. It's, it's really disappointing, and I'm, I'm wishing them all the best as they navigate this. Yeah. My mom, Eleanor Chase, and my sister, Ruth Downs. The whole world is affected. I'd like to send meta to the whole world. I'd like to send it to all the refugees who have had this 
horrible challenge added to their already difficult plight. I'd like to send it to Matt and Carousel and Sandy and to um, all the people who have lost their, their jobs and who are, um, are really struggling financially, as well as all the people who don't have a home, a, a place to call home. So. <clears throat> I'd like to um, honor all the homeboys and homegirls mm -hmm. that I'm still working with uh, on Zoom and uh, send them a lot of love and support that they can hold on. Uh, Anyone else? Yeah. Uh, I would like to add, um, my aunt Sylvia uh, has been diagnosed. Uh, she has the coronavirus. She's um, in an assisted living facility in New Jersey. Um, so I'd like to send Meta to uh, her and um, her three sons uh, and their whole family. Also, I would like to remember uh, Kai mentioned yesterday that his mother's battling brain cancer and cannot get her treatment right now. So I'd like to remember her. Yes, thank you. Thank you. We have another well, Sangha member who's quite ill too, um, but I didn't get permission to say the names to our Sangha members who are suffering. Also to Mary and Hallie and all the nurses at Holy Name Hospital in Teaneck, New Jersey. They're doing a great job. And uh, all those in developing nations without all the structures we have in place, um, may they be well. <clears throat> and uh, health workers, my Kaiser family, all the health workers and first responders. So. Okay, so as we hold all sentient beings, the ones mentioned, unmentioned in our hearts, in our mind, all sentient beings without exception, we see them in this circle of light as well healed, taken care of, strong. We see them as we wish them to be just for this moment and send our deep compassion and kindness. May all beings be healthy in body and in mind. May all beings be safe and free of harm. May all beings have their needs met lovingly May all beings find peace. May they be free of suffering and may it be so. May all beings be free of suffering.
You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.